The spring game has officially sprung, which means it's summer, so naturally we're going to talk hockey. We're also going to recap the spring game, talk recruits, and exciting news from the hardwood and the balance beam before getting to your Twitter questions. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by washed Kevin Greck and acid washed Alex Plum. <laughs> Good job. You wrote Thank that. You. He wrote that by himself, listeners. He did it all by himself. <laughs> to be washed, though, is to give me too much credit. Like, Way to too much. Ever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Greg, how are you doing, buddy? Well, uh, I'm going to take issue with this whole concept of spring game has sprung, so it's summer. Having been the one of us at the spring game, which someone tweeted was uh, uh, attendance was necessary. or uh, If you're in the East Lansing area, yes, absolutely. I can assure you that it was barely spring, much yet, much less summer. It was miserable and but were you sprung is the question well some of the names that we're going to talk about uh had me feeling some type of way i'll say that uh and that uh uh sultry voice over there is alex plum plum how are you doing buddy (laughs) i'm just excited for jd underscore jerbear on the pod it has been too long and i am going to be listened with rapt attention as we get into the hockey deets today Yahtzee. All right. Thank you, of course, everyone, for listening to the podcast. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans Your Life. Rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on the old Twitter machine and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. We actually did get a, a new review, which made me giggle out loud. I'm not going to. We haven't even we haven't even like solicited that in a while. But retro. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate it was that. it was a it was a true joy. Thank um, you. Whomever. It was. Uh, Did your was mom a, bring this to your attention? I know that Linda's always checking out for us on the on the reviews. No, yeah. uh, the the review is without exaggeration. This podcast saved my marriage. Three stars. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it was indeed a five star review. But uh, that is the the, the etching. So. Uh, Whoever did that is a top quality troll, and I solid. want to be him or her one day. Thank you. Yeah, Billy Bob, thank you for your uh, your contribution. Greg, uh, break down uh, as the the man in the crowd, the man on the streets, the Billy on the streets, if you will. Uh, can you tell us what we're going to do on the podcast? Ma'am, for a dollar, can we go on the green wall? Ew. Uh, what always leads on the green wall, ma'am? Uh, it's uh, football. And uh, we're going to talk about the spring game really quick. Uh, Then we will go on to the outcomes of the spring game because those have already started. We'll talk a little hockey with JD underscore Jer Bear, who is bringing a lot of information. Uh, This is a uh, pre-recorded segment uh, that we've already talked about. We're going to go into the coaching search. We're going to go into the program. We're going to go into everything looking forward. Uh, Then we will... Uh, touch on some remarks that Tom Mizzo made over the course of the week, touch on some success in gymnastics, go off Grand River, where I think everyone that listens to this podcast probably knows that there's a certain transfer that took place. Uh, and then uh, we're going to take your Twitter questions, right? There's no preview. There's nothing to preview. Nothing except to for preview. There's no spring game even. So, uh, guys, uh, what a spring game it was. 
Green wall. You gotta acknowledge the segment. We're behind the green wall, Kevin. Okay. Now we're behind the green wall. Now I can talk about how. (laughs) So uh, as I was going to the spring game, we were a little bit late because we decided to do a little bit more tailgate, a little less sitting outside in the cold. And as I was walking into Spartan Stadium 10 minutes after the spring game started, there were already people leaving. (laughs) That was the vibe at the spring game. (laughs) And then as I sat down, I realized why, why (laughs) (laughs) it is cold. It is dull and it is, you're not going to learn a whole lot unless you're reviewing the tape um, after the fact, but there are a few things that we can talk about. Yeah. So Jonesy, walk us through, what do you want to, how do you want to structure this time that we have? Well, I mean, uh, so let's, let's chat about some of the uh, sort of, I think maybe places that people have bigger questions, right? And so I would say a few things. One, uh, you know, we have a shiny four-star quarterback who came to Michigan State. So there's some interest in how's the backup quarterback competition going. Also, it was admittedly lucky that Peyton Thorne didn't get hurt last year. I mean, not a snap, right? Like, that's unusual. So, you know, where the number two is is, is a worthwhile conversation. you know, we did the preview last week. Uh, notably, I messed something up. I knew Darius Snow was changing positions, and I said it was to safety because uh, that's what he oh, played in the Peach Bowl. Actually, too linebacker. linebacker. Um, but so he's a snow because he's a snow because he's a snow. Uh, though dude, uh, dude is cross trained now at at three different positions, which is only good for MSU um, and getting some heat for captain, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, Uh, So, you know, I think given how bad the secondary was last year, uh, the inability to get off the, the, you know, the the field on third down, I think there's some sort of follow up we can do on defense. And then I think the last place to touch base is that we're replacing. I think it's a fairly it is well, well said here on this podcast by me, the best player I've ever seen in the green and white and Kenneth Walker. Uh, And so there are obvious questions at running back. So I think those are the three, if anyone wants to add something, I'm happy to chat about it. But I think those are the three primary things that we should talk about as it relates to the spring game. So uh, I'm happy to talk about running back first, because that was an area where we saw less Eli Collins than I was I was hoping we would see. Um, I know that he did take some snaps, and I think he actually got a dump off pass at one point as well in one of the drills. But uh, Davion Prim has been getting a lot of mention by Tucker and the rest of the staff. And we saw that in the spring game, dude made some good cuts. Dude made a good couple catches out of the backfield. Uh, He made his presence known on that field in a situation where it was difficult for the lay person to understand what was going on at any given time. <laughs> Fortunately, we got a little lucky and a little birdie sent us uh, the list of all of the different drills. Uh, very much appreciative to that person if they're listening right now. Uh, but uh, Prim stood out on that field full of guys that were that were all running around. Um, also, Jalen Berger got his his number called a number of times and made some moves that when Jordan Simmons got the ball on the next snap, Jordan Simmons did not make those types of moves. So um, 
I have to say, in terms of the new names that we're hearing at running back, and they're not even all on campus yet. Yeah. I was encouraged by what I saw on Saturday. Yeah, let me just sort of follow it up with what Ephraim Reed has said that, you know, the running backs coach about his room uh, and and actually similarly to. So Jaden Reed also said this, that that uh, Berger has has separated himself uh, from the pack in a meaningful way. So you suspect he's probably of the guys on campus right now going to be the guy, Um, though. Hmm. It sounds like, you know, they're 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 pumping up Davion Prim because they think he's a meaningful contributor, part of the race. You know, they don't quite know what they're going to get in Jarek Broussard yet, but like Davion Prim, to your point, Greg is, is making moves and, and uh, maybe it's not this year, but next year, kind of a situation where, where Davion Prim is, is getting some meaningful carries. Um, but the, the, the other thing that, that Ephraim Reed said was he, he was describing Jarek Broussard, who's not on campus yet and his style of play and he said he's like a smaller Kenneth Walker. Hmm. I I mean, well, though everyone did acknowledge all the caveats in the world whenever talking about running back was you don't replace Kenneth Walker. Um, and apparently it was last spring indeed that they knew Ken Walker was going to be really, really good. Hmm. Uh, but so, I, you know, I think in terms of running back, it looks like you know, uh, and and Reed said he he has a sense of who the two guys are going to be. The question mark there is like, you don't have all of them on campus, right? So, mm-hmm. and you've said you've all you've acknowledged burgers like separated. So, yeah. is it former you know Pac Pac ten or Pac twelve offensive player of the year uh, who's going to be that second guy, or is it Davion Prim, redshirt freshman? Um, my guess is that it's the the former. Yeah, probably. Well, it's it's interesting. They had Davion Prim running in um, special teams uh, when they did their three on one. That is interesting to me because again, newer. But if you can trust him with the ball and those opportunities, something to develop there. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean, I think you know, you look at running backs, linebackers, safeties. Uh, you know, positions that that on the, particularly that there tends to be only like two guys who get a lot of reps. Um, those are all dudes who get playing time to your point plum on special teams and, and you need a lot of quality dudes there. So, um, and a good way to keep him engaged. Right. Um, so let's, uh, let's chat defense and let's just go in reverse order. Let's do defense next. Uh, Greg, what were, what were your impressions from uh, being there? Uh, there are some dudes, they were running around, they were doing stuff. Um, I, people that watch the game on TV will probably have a better understanding of this part of the game than I did when I was there. Hmm. But the last, uh, the last drill that was played was sort of a end of the game need to advance the ball up the field and kick the field goal to, to win. Uh, the offense was not successful in that. And I, I didn't think necessarily that it was due to issues in the offense. I thought that it, the, the defensive secondary on some of those passes played really well. Um, I thought that the, the quarterbacks didn't have kind of, you know, anyone to throw the ball to in a couple of those situations. And, uh, I overall, I thought the defense looked solid. I mean, it's, Hard to tell what's going on. They're whistling plays dead right away. So you never really know. But uh, in those like live game situations, 
I thought that the defense looked pretty good. I also thought that there were a couple times there was one drill where Peyton Thorne like did a little bootleg and then booked it up the field and they gave him the yards. But I think under normal game circumstances, you probably would have been hit on that. Never would have had that opportunity. Sure. Uh, so the, I thought that the defensive secondary looked further along in the, in some of those situations than, uh, than I anticipated. And I thought that the pass rush looked okay as well. There was, if we can go back to the more fun side of the ball, there was a great catch, uh, that Jaden Reed had a one handed catch at the two yard line that he was like getting draped on and he still pulled that thing in. So uh the good news is Jaden Reed is still Jaden Reed doing Jaden Reed things. Mm-hmm. And the other good news is that uh I heard uh a lot of Jeremy Bernard talk out of the Really? Yes. Jeremy Bernard got like more targets than I anticipated. I'll say that. No way. Yeah. Uh also Montori Foster got a lot of uh, uh targets as well but um yeah yeah look good and there's there's some talent on this team i thought watching the game yeah i'm not to cut ahead but i think our floor is a lot higher than it was like mm-hmm. the the threshold for injuries last year and how many dudes were playing banged up because if they didn't play <laughs> yeah my god it would have been a disaster right um you know, we've, we've elevated our floor quite a bit. Uh, the, the words coming out of camp are a mere speed. We've talked about quite a bit, you know, a six, four corner that, that stands well above the rest is the real deal. Peyton Thorne was asked about him after the spring practice. And it was funny. Cause at one point he was asked about Darius snow and like, because he plays so many different positions, is he someone you need to like know where he is on the field? And he said, no, not really. Cause like, he's, like he he just plays the way he plays like you know he's not going to alter anything but when asked about speed he did say if speed is in press coverage that's a route you check out of mm-hmm. um like clearly has has set himself up as a difference maker um thorn also mentioned the upgrades to athleticism on the defense uh didn't really get much into it uh, but but it, a pro football focus uh, did come out with a list of um, the since 2014 um, QB pressures by a linebacker in the SEC. So a bit of a niche statistic, but like also, I mean, not not insanely so. Sure. This isn't like a uh, number of farts while the moon is high okay. in the constellation. <laughs> Uh, and Aaron, I do Brule, track that though, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you would. Aaron <laughs> Brule, uh, transferred to Michigan State, is leading all QB pressures by a, a linebacker in the SEC since 2014. It's Brule, and he's Dr. Stephen Brule's son, Aaron Brule. For your health. For your Thank health. You. <laughs> For your health. <laughs> uh, all right, quarterbacks. Uh, so I will say of, of the quarterbacks, uh, Thorne stood out. He's the clear. <laughs> okay, good. <number laughs> I hate you. Uh, this is the analysis people show up for. Yes, it but, is. But there is not a, there, there is no, you know, quarterback controversy this year. However, Noah Kim 
did not look demonstrably better than Kaden Hauser. In fact, I would say Kaden Hauser looks better than Noah Kim. What about Hamp Bay? Yeah, what about Hamp? Oh, yeah, Hamp. I think Hamp is on the outside looking in personally. Okay. Um, and so, I know that he's a little younger, red shirt freshman, but he, in comparison to a troop freshman, I was less impressed. Were you impressed by Kaden Hauser? I, th- I thought Kaden Hauser made some, I mean, he made a couple mistakes too. Uh, there were a couple miscommunications. Um, I don't think anyone threw a pick, but, uh, I I thought that Caden Hauser showed some athleticism that was surprising to me. That in fairness to Noah Kim, he I think, and people that were watching on TV might correct me on this, but I think Noah Kim might have had a little bit of a hitch. Um, I didn't know if that was something that he suffered, like he got nicked up on a play, or if that's sort of what's mm. going on with him. And I don't know if that's holding him back. Uh, mm. But Caden Hauser looked good. And from what I saw, and I think he targeted uh, Jeremy Bernard a couple times on purpose just to give him something to talk about in the press box. You know? Did you know? <laughs> Did you know they went to high school together? Yuck. Uh, Slash school. Which, shout out to uh, Colton Pouncey for, for doing the bit on the Big Ten Network uh, of, of the Jaden uh, Payton. He's one of us. He is He's one of us. One of us. <laughs> um, but you know, speaking of of sort of Caden uh, Hauser and, and uh, Colton, because uh, Colton's the I think the only person from the area who went out and watched Caden Hauser in the Elite Eleven camps. Mm. Um, so like actually did some meaningful reporting on him. Um, one of us, uh, but uh, it's <laughs> that's what I was doing on Saturday. Meaningful reporting. reporting. Yeah. Uh, Colton seems to think that. It's possible that Caden Hauser actually sneaks up in his QB number two by the time uh, fall camp is over. Um, and, it, and it was interesting hearing Peyton Thorne talk about all of the QBs because he definitely did it in classier order. But like there was a way that he talked about Caden Hauser that was he said great things about everybody. But like the way he talked about Caden Hauser, it was just a little bit different. It was like a parent when asked about who their favorite child was. Ah, yes. <laughs> I love them all. But then they just talk about one the whole time. This is why I only have one. Can't, Karen. Can't, can't lie ever. Karen. <laughs> you listening, Karen? I'm on to you. Uh, last thing I want to say, because uh, Peyton Thorne, I had I thought had a really great quote, uh, was asked truly one of the dumber questions I've ever heard. But <laughs> it was about staying motivated after last year's season where they finished ninth in the nation. Like, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to get to Peyton's quote in a second, but like as nice as last year was, I don't think any of us thought like there was a challenge staying motivated. Someone wanted to take Graham Couch's media license away from him. I mean, this shit's got to stop. I like the idea that he'd walk up and be like, totally finished business. (laughs) Yeah. uh, No one has ever said that. Uh, his, his, his quote was that I loved it was, it's never been my goal to come in ninth. And I liked that. It was, it was a nice little quip that he had there. Um, but I think bigger than the spring game was who was at the spring game, right? And the biggest recruiting event, some are billing it as at MSU in their history. In the, in recorded history. Um, and it, 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 
was a subject that was talked about in the stands uh, around us as people were justifiably leaving and we were all kind of cold. It was like, should this be a recruiting event? You can't control it. It's never, it's seldomly going to be pleasant. You are limited. You're just limited by the calendar and the facts of the matter in the state of Michigan. Um, I don't know that if I'm Tuck, I might write off the spring game and just be like, this is a fans thing. We're going to try to have a much more controlled recruiting weekend, maybe like the week before or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it sounds like there was some, some positivity that came out of it regardless. Yeah. I mean, it's worth mentioning six of the top 10 prospects in the nation for the class of 2024 came, chose to come to Michigan state. Uh, notable that Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State all had their spring games that same day, yeah. and they didn't go there. Very notable. Um, uh, in, and and in the class of 2023, an Alabama commit chose to come up to Michigan State, and now there are crystal balls indicating that he will be flipping his commitment from Alabama <laughs> to Michigan State, and that is wild. Uh, Saban cooled on him, probably. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Uh, honestly, maybe he did, and he said, "But you know what? You should call Mel Tucker." And if if we get the Bama rejects to Michigan State pipeline, that's a fine place to start. We that don't even that. have to wait for the portal middleman. We can just fine do it right out of high school and dandy. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, tons of four and five stars from the class of twenty twenty three. Uh, and some, some pretty solid, uh, three stars, including a gentleman that we picked up a commit from Eddie Pleasant, the third, and it feels really great to say that name out loud. I'll just say Eddie. Does it feel pleasant? So often we get good football names. You know, we've had Sir Darian Adams. We've had Sir Darian Adams. That is a great name. We've had great football names. This is a great human name. Yes. Eddie Pleasant. The third, the third. This is just a great everyday. Like I can imagine like being one cubicle over from Eddie Pleasant and just like that dude rocks. It Let's feels, get lunch. It feels right. Yeah. So uh, Eddie no. Pleasant uh, is a six foot one seventy five cornerback from Tampa. Um, Corner, C O R N E R, cornerback. Uh, just I'm making sure that the listener. Oh, oh okay. I didn't enunciate particularly well. Okay. Uh I think I thought you were saying something different and a joke that you would not actually make on uh on recording. Anyway, because uh, this isn't my authentic self. It is not. My in off my truly authentic self would make such a joke. Uh so 700 uh first player in the country, 61st uh cornerback. Uh the I mean, I would say his offer sheet is not terrible. Uh, it's, you know, it's better than some of the ones we got used to seeing. Uh, he's got offers from notable ones from uh, Florida, Georgia Tech, Iowa, NC State, Penn State, Tennessee, Cincy, I believe Cincy Utah. Was and yes, I was going to end with them because I don't think you can sleep on it was just in the playoff Cincinnati either. Um, so uh, a, a decent recruiting sheet in and I, one of these, you know, considering the, the, the degree to which the staff's offers and emphasis as of late seem to correlate to stars, even if that's not what they say they're looking at, I think it is notable that we've seen that Mel Tucker and company are, are pretty strong talent evaluators. So they, they, there's a reason they were willing to take this commitment right now. 
Um, so because there assume- were other commitments through the grapevine, it's been said in the defensive secondary that they weren't willing to take over the last couple weeks, right? Yes. I, I don't know how much I read into those things though. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to turn into uh, the Michigan report air quote reporters who are, who will always be like, Oh, we cooled on him. Mm. It's like, I don't, but yes, I don't know. I don't know if anything he committed to Brian Kelly. So maybe he murders his cup of tea. <laughs> wish you well, seriously, wish you well. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wish you well sincerely and not the murder part. But, Brian, <laughs> but in fairness, Brian Kelly did kill a dude. So no, he did. Uh, He's a murderer. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, a huge week. It, it It's anticipated that there's probably going to be another commitment or two to come up uh, in the near future. Uh, also notable, I think, uh, of, of the dudes visiting, particularly those, those four- and five-star guys, all but one of them were outside of the Midwest. They all took the trip here again when Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State had their, their spring game days. They took this trip on their own dime. So... Uh, a lot of these guys have been booked for for official visits where Michigan State's paying. Uh, that'll be, I think, in June. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can pick up a couple commitments in the next couple of weeks to give this podcast content, if nothing else. That's uh, the most important thing. That is the most important thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, should we move on to hockey and bring let's, in Jair Bear? Let's do that hockey. Okay. Let's move on from football and talk to our Dear friend, though, forgot about him for a long time. Jeremy Dewar, also known <laughs> on Twitter as JD underscore Jer Bear and knower of all things hockey to talk the Danton Cole separation and the future of the program. Uh, of course, uh, as mentioned, Danton Cole fired question mark. Uh, yeah, Alan Howard was very classy about it. So, yeah, Jer Bear, uh, tell us, was he fired or did he amicably part ways? Uh. Talking. Is this a Mark Turgeon situation? <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, I would say fired uh, due to the fact that I have asked some people. I don't know if he knew much before us that he was not coming back. I'd say he knew <laughs> on Tuesday. Okay. Um, okay. Just by the fact that there's an academic gala on Monday that he was at mm-hmm. and a banquet on Wednesday that he was planning to attend. So <laughs> I don't know when he found out. But I will say that I don't think he, and I also know just from talking to some of the kids for that have committed to MSU out of the transfer portal, um, he very much assumed and thought he was coming back. So if it was amicable, it was 99% one way and 1% the other. There was um, a lean amount of amicability. <laughs> very, very little. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like the Anastas one was probably more amicable than this. Uh, not in like that there's a negative way. Can we talk about timing? Because that seems like a really interesting thing. Uh, having been at a gala on one day, expecting to be in an academic program celebration on another day. And why? transfers on the way in. Transfers on the way yeah. in. Why now? What do you think is driving that decision now? Even if it's amicable. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard for me because like, even like I kind of have wrote about and told people about like when the decision was made that he was going to come back, it was – People asked me what I thought, and I just kind of said, it's going to be, we're doing this again next year. Um, yeah. But probably actually looking for the coach at that point. And, like, I could be convinced either way. Um, I certainly felt like 
it was okay to bring him back. The guy literally dragged renovations being done at Mun, finally getting done, like worked his ass off to raise that money. Um, like literally, not just, oh, he made a couple of calls. Like that guy got that thing over the finish line. So uh, the fact that he didn't have those renovations two years ago when he should have due to COVID, sure. I mean, no one's real fault, but due to COVID, I felt like, hey, you could, you could convince me that, um, you know, another year for him is, is fair. Um, yeah. But at the other, on the other side of things, like I had heard there were, you know, there's just been kind of like a feeling around the program of, you know, maybe guys weren't super happy within like the player field and within, you know, I mean, publicly on Twitter, parents of players are, yeah. you know, bashing on Twitter. And, um, you know, so I know that was a, that was a possibility. And I think, yeah, I that could have came up with some of the guys that maybe you wanted to hire as coach next time around, maybe got back that they might be leaving where they're at right now for another job. And now they're not going to be on your list next year. So I think it could be a combination of those things. Um, from the outside looking in, I will say it, it kind of shows to me in AD that maybe uh, is learning that hockey is a really small community on the job. Um, mm. You know, I think maybe people got in his ear when he had the time after Exeter is let go and before he lets Cole go, like maybe people got into his ear and just kind of said, listen, man, like this is going to be here in a year. Um, and these guys that you need to be looking at are not going to be here. Uh, and mm. I think that, I hope that's what's happening because I hope Holler is able to open up and listen. Um, like I, I love the hockey community, but we're extremely small. So I think that if you're an AD from outside that community, you can certainly bring a fresh perspective, but you really need to be listening too. Um, and that's what we haven't done in the past so people, MSU. And so that's what yeah. I'm hoping we're doing now. Does it seem like this is, sorry, Greg, but does this seem like an, in, in as much of a kind of as a bummer as it is that Dan Cole, that didn't, it didn't, mm -hmm. didn't work out. Right. And to your point, you can point to some factors that maybe aren't his fault and then some that it just didn't work out. But from the Alan Haller standpoint, I'm, I'm curious, does, is this at least encouraging that, Howard's prioritizing hockey that he expects to win in hockey. Yeah. I don't know how do you take that because uh, I mean, he could have done this four weeks ago and I might've actually said, yeah, sure. I mean, he saw us be down five to nothing in Michigan in the first period of the big 10 tournament and said, this mm -hmm. just isn't going to cut it. I don't care that you're an alum or I don't care that we had COVID happen. I don't care that you had injuries, but like, <laughs> this isn't good enough. Um, but that didn't happen, right? I guess, I mean, I think we can say that maybe Cole earned himself a little bit of time because clearly, I mean, he got rid of an assistant. So clearly there was, and I have no expectation that Dan Cole wanted to get rid of his assistant. Um, I think that he's a pretty loyal guy to the guys he's brought in. And I think that uh, that was definitely like a, you know, a, a mediation point between him and the AD of like, you gotta do sure. something. Um, yep. If you want to be here, you're going to have to get rid of somebody. Um, so I think Holler put a little bit into it and, and I don't want to knock the guy like we are looking for a coach now and I hope he nails it. Um, but I think it's hard to say you put hockey on the front burner either um, just with, with giving this extra month to, to go into this space too. So. I don't know. I mean, I compare it just to soccer and then not sorry, Greg, I know you've been trying to get in, but I just, we, we let Tom Saxton coach the women's program for 24 years and right. I mean, my God. So, and I like, and I actually personally like Tom a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, that kind of tenure in a division one program with that record is 
inexcusable, frankly. So maybe, maybe yeah. there is more there, but sorry, Kevin. That's actually yeah. where I was going generally with my question was, uh, I think it's probably not a secret and I'm interested in your take and the hockey community's take at MSU about this, that football's top dog, basketball's one B. And then there is a huge gap in terms of the amount of resources and the amount of attention that the rest of the programs get. What is the thought in the hockey community generally about MSU as a program now? And do you think things can change with the right type of, of hire moving forward? I think right now, just talking to guys that are talking like coaches, agents and things like that. I haven't had any, you know, the opportunity to ask actual guys who would be up for this job, but talking like coaches, agents and things like that around the community is just, first of all, the school has to A, figure itself out and B, get the money behind it because the problem that they've had is we all want to talk about the glory days of the CCHA, but mm -hmm. MSU still puts a lot more, despite the resources, we still put a lot more money than like a Bowling Green can into their program yep. or Heck, the team in the national championship game, Mankato. We spend way more money than Mankato does on their program. And the, Denver. The I would is, think we spend more than Denver. Close, yeah. I mean, it, it's probably close. I mean, you have Big Ten money, but this school wants to operate like we're still playing the CCHA, and we can put CCHA money into this or top of the CCHA money and still finish in the top three of our league when every team you play now is a big dog, and they put more into this. Um I mean, we're, we talk about these MUN renovations like it's something crazy. It's a weight room. Like, I mean, all the, the concourse is getting redone and things like that. But for, for player amenities and for coaches, it's a weight room. And the fact and that a never scooter, a room, a, it's also yeah. a scooter, like, don't shed you, or something you like that. that. Every one of those guys uses a scooter. So don't you. Yeah, what's up that. with that? <laughs> I, that is what I remember yeah. from college most is, is it was the hockey players and their fucking scooters all over the place. <laughs> Hey man, they all live on like Abbott. Like that's a hall. All right. You gotta have I don't want to hear about um, it, man. I don't want to hear about it. They were in uh, Wells no. when I was there. They uh, them have their scooters. They, uh, but yeah, I mean like that's what we're talking about is a, is a weight room. You know, this isn't like they got something that now puts them at the top of the big pen. This just gets us back to like trying to be near your neighbors. Like the Minnesota know, weight yeah. room, the Minnesota weight room is an Olympic style weight room. Like the men's national team would work out there. This weight room is, the, the one that Mun had before this was honestly a, a weight room that you would see at like the Holiday Inn. There's like three benches, a couple treadmills, a couple bikes. Like you can never do a team lift. Team lift mm -hmm. had to be at, you know, at Duffy Doherty. And I understand that we're talking like this is extreme first world problems. But when you're when you're trying to recruit against your league, yeah, it's a killer. Uh, you have to have kids that wanted to come to MSU over these other places. You can't get into a battle that's like 50 50 to start because those other places are winning and putting money into the winning and getting you ready for the nhl by actually developing you in the weight room off ice you know i my biggest anecdote that i love to make fun of for the program is the cold tub and hot tub that we have in mun was bought by nhl guys that's how little money they were getting and they only bought it because they came home to work out for the summer and thought it was a joke um so they put the money up, put their own money up so that when they come home to work out, and then you compare that to football, like Spartan Dog Forever, right? You can come back and use every single facility and we'll never, mm -hmm. you know, like it's just not the same. And there wasn't a commitment there. So um, 
if they want to put some money into it, that's great. But I think, I think if you want the CCHA glory days, you you better get a Maddish beer coming in here and putting more money than anyone else into this because it it's a big lift. Well, so you know, uh, I know there's some departures from the team, some big ones. Uh, you know, there are some transfers to be optimistic about. Big time limbo here, so. Is there uh, not up to date on hockey portal news? Uh, does a new hire have a chance of clawing anyone back, a la uh, Connor Hayward situation, or um, and what are the odds of retaining transfers that have uh, that are interested in MSU? Uh, I mean, I think there's only one underclassman that hasn't committed somewhere else. Okay, um, and I would kind of caution, like, I think, I mean, the biggest transfer to lose is Drew DeRitter, who. Right. An amazing kid and he's a great goalie but i think for a couple of reasons i number one being if covid doesn't happen you had to expect him gone anyways because he wouldn't get a fifth year i mean he's only a, a transfer due to the covid rule um okay. sure you know so i wouldn't even classify him so much as like hey the program's in shambles that's why this kid left um granted like you know maybe if a coaching hire was made earlier they they maybe find a way to keep him for this fifth year um but i also would say like his backup goaltender is not a big enough drop off that you should feel like you need to throw yourself like at his knees and beg him to stay. Um, you could put an NHL goalie behind this roster. We might finish sixth or seventh in the big 10. So I think if you're a new guy coming in, I think you're more, I think what you need to do is come in and kind of get as many people on board as possible, but realize that next summer hitting the portal is when you when you need to do it and, and get the guys out who aren't on board with the way we're going um more so than probably jumping in right now because i mean at this point i think the hockey portal still has close to 200 names in it but it's not quite like basketball and football where you have a lot of feeder leagues you don't have a g5 of guys needing to come up like you played well at a lower level conference you probably got yourself at least an ahl deal already um sure so i don't think there's going to be enough right now that and again the the difference making is that you grab a kid for a year and you to be honest like the new coach means you don't have to go into the portal and be desperate and throw some money at these kids because you have free reign to, to be struggling next year if cole was still here it'd be we need to grab everybody we can to try and save my job but um but with as we are now i don't think the portal is going to be much for an MSU fan left. I don't. I don't think we have much in the way of that. Okay. This um, so I know you're you you had a, a number of names in your Substack, uh, uh, musings. But if you can give me your, if you had to guess top three likely candidates, what are the draws to them? Uh, do yeah. you have a favorite? Yeah. So I think <clears throat> first one, like most likely, and I don't know if I would classify it as my favorite yet, but I would call it my favorite of the like reasonable <laughs> that I think will actually come for the job is probably Adam Nightingale, um, who currently is the national team development coach. As yeah. Haven't we, gone, was, so. haven't we gone down I that know. road already? I will, I will get to that, but, uh, but no, I think, I think that, uh, you know, Adam has some of the checklists that Danton had. He's an alum. Um, he's a unique alum in that he started at Lake state and then transferred when his brother was coming to MSU. So he's actually experienced two college programs um, as a player. And again, to make him unique, I mean, he comes out of his transfer year because this was pre-transfer. He had to sit out a year. Um, when he comes out of that, he's an assistant captain before he's played a game here. So I think mm. 
tells you from like a pretty young age, I'm sure that he is, you know, thought of pretty well by the guys around him. And um, he, he just has like a really unique experience, I think. And he's still really young, which if we're going to say the biggest thing that I had a problem with Dan Cole was the recruiting was, I, I still think X's and O's like that guy will probably get an AHL or NHL assistant job. Like he still knows what he's doing. Um, but he wasn't interested in recruiting and the guy that he hired to do recruiting just did not live up to what he must have pitched in his interview because I know inside stories and just being an advisor myself like I've seen the work they put in compared to other programs and it was awful um and I know Adam pretty well is not like that at all um you know but he does a good resume he's he's coached at St. Mary's which even if you're not a hockey person like everyone knows that school in Minnesota it's where mm-hmm. Sydney Crosby has played it's where a lot of NHLers come um and he's been on an NHL bench. Like he's been a video coach for the Red Wings and the Sabres was on the bench for the Red Wings before he went back to the NTDP for the last couple of years. So I think the, the way that I would pitch it to say it's not Dan is both just personalities are different enough that I think it is different. Um, but also like, I would just tell fans that it's like, if you hire the IMG coach, it's not a pipeline. Uh, those are still kids from all over the country. They're still going to want to go back to college, probably where they wanted to go two years ago. Um, and it's the same with the NTDP. 99% of those kids are committed before they get to the NTDP. So as cool as it is that it's in Ann Arbor, it is not any head start. Um, the mass kids are going to go back to BU or BC or, you know, the New York kids are going to go home. Uh, the West kids are going to go to Denver. Like that's what's going to happen. Um, but those kids that come from states that don't have a program or those Michigan kids, you want to grab like one or two of those. And I think Adam can do that, which Dan did not. And that's a part of his downfall. Um, yeah, that was the big selling point for him at first, right? And Yeah, I think it was. And even for myself, I mean, I kind of bought into it too. But I think even just looking over the last few years of how the NTDP has evolved as well, um, like the NTDP is a, is a great program, but now it's it's set up. It's been there for 20 something years. Mm-hmm. You don't have to recruit kids to come. Like they're, they're knocking down your door to make the team. Um, whereas previously you had to sell it as a better option than juniors. So the coaches who were there had to work on that recruiting muscle, even though they weren't really recruiting. Um, and I think that's where, by the time Dan came in, like it wasn't recruiting. It was, here's the roster, go coach them. Um, yeah, and he did a good enough job of that. Uh, but you know, and it kept him working with young kids, but I don't know if, uh, he was ready to go back to recruiting 15 year olds, which is, this is how it's, how it is. Like that's how it's the game, you know, you can love it or hate it. I, I love it. Obviously I do it as a side job and get myself really thrown into it, but, but it is how it is. Like if you get to the point where you're done recruiting 15 year olds or dealing with advisors or dealing with junior teams, like probably just want to coach hockey there's other places to go um other names though like i mean everyone's kind of thrown out like because of the timing they looked at mankato's coach with mike hastings i have no expectation that he would or should leave that job for this one outside of just money um uh so i would say like if he would come he'd be up there same with nate lehman from union but i'll tell you right now or not union he built the union program he's at Providence he's paid $500,000 a year um I'll tell you right now the whole staff was making about that here at MSU so unless you want to put some big money into this Hmm. that's not happening um so yeah I think like realistically if it's 
if it's not Nightingale, um, you know, I, honestly, it's hard for me to have two more because of just hearing some names that have already been thrown out or kind of turned it down. But Damon Witten is another alum. He's done a good job at Lake State. I don't think he's uh, – I love him. He's a guy that I know personally, but I don't think this job is probably a little too big for him. I, I don't think he can – coming to the Big Ten, I it would be – he'd have more resources than he's ever had at Lake State, but at the same time, I, this just might be a big ask for him. He would remind me of Dan a little bit in that way. Um, so, yeah, I guess third would just be one of those, like, random ones. If we can pull a, a Lehman or we can pull a Hastings, I would love it. But that uh, that would shock me, and I would give Alan Haller all the credit if he pulls one of those off. Well, to that point, uh, are there – I mean, we probably have an indicator in this, how long it took to raise the MUN money, but is there someone – out there, is there a friend of the program that uh, that can come in and give it a shot in the arm in that way? Uh, I, I didn't know, know who Steve Saint Andre was before he, you know, decided to pay uh, to pay Tuck out of his own pocket. I still don't know who this guy is. But um, <laughs> is there someone out there that can do such a thing? I mean, it's hard. Like I think, like I said, so much of it has been funded by NHL guys um, mm-hmm. in the past. And those guys make good money, but they don't make fuck you money. So it's yeah, like, they're not you know, crazy money. They're not, they're not going to throw Ishbia money around here. Um, and I think the other thing that you run into, man, is we have not developed enough recent NHL players that yeah. are close to the program. I mean, the guys who are NHL guys, you can throw money, played here under Ron Mason, and they remember what the glory days are like. But we've also done a really bad job of keeping them around. Um, so I think that's... That's another reason I love Nightingale getting hired is I know Dan from the Ron Mason era, but again, he played in the eighties, like hire a yeah. 2000 MSU player and build back that like end of the Mason, you know, right before Conley run um, and, and get those guys bought back in. Cause that's the guys that you never hear about anymore. You hear about the 1980s guys. You don't hear much about the early 2000s guys. Like, Abdicator played for the Red Wings. Do you remember the last time you saw him at Mun or mentioned at Mun? It was not often. And he's been retired a year, and I still don't remember seeing him around. So, um, I mean, I have no idea if this guy cares to throw money around, but I will say that the guy who started Big B Coffee just put a lot of money into Lansing Hockey um, okay. to run the AAA team here, um, took it over from Meyer. So, maybe him. <laughs> I, I, you know, he's an MSU he's an alum. Guy, so maybe he cares, you know, I think, but that's somebody that you could, you could see. Um, and I, I heard they're going to start selling beer at uh, hockey games. Uh, so, you know, maybe that raises some cash, huh? Yeah, maybe. Raises some interest, raises some cash. You want to get through the season, you should probably, there's going to be a tough season next year. You <laughs> You're going to need out. some of those brews. <laughs> If not, uh, you'll, have, you'll have me sneaking beer in just like I had to sneak chicken nuggets in last year. So. <laughs> Jer, you've, you've, you've got us sold on don't expect much from, from next year in terms of wins. So right. I'm going to ask for a number to close this out. How many years until you think MSU is meaningfully competitive? And by that, I mean, like, we're looking at the tournament. like. Bubble team, but like good bubble team. Yeah. I mean, you know, if let's just say it's Nightingale, just because it's the guy I've probably put the most thought into of, of how this goes. 
you know, and, and just talking to people around like what they think. I mean, I've, it, you'd have to see it happen, but I've, I've heard that if Nightingale's the guy, there are committed 2004 and 2005, meaning birth year. I got to clarify birth year, 2004 and 2005 players who are already right. committed, who would look around and say like, now I got to look at MSU. Um, cause they've, they've known Adam from the NTDP, even if they didn't make the NTDP, they've met him, they've gone to camps with him. He ran their select camps. They are open to the idea that if he's the hire, I want to give it a shot, see what, see what he has to say. Um, and I'll reopen my recruitment. So, but if you think about that, like if you're in 04, 05, you're probably a freshman hitting maybe in a year or two. Um, you know, 04, maybe you're coming to campus 2023, but you got to be ready for that. Um, so I would say, you know, probably four years. I think if in four years you can say we're, you know, in February, you're checking the pairwise and you're like, Hey, we can make the tournament. Like we're an at large. Um, I think that's probably what I would look at is three to four. Cause you're going to need a roster built on Oh five and Oh six kids to, to get there. Um, <clears throat> unless he just hits the portal extremely hard to get extremely lucky, uh, his first you know, first year. Um, but this team is about half a roster of probably big 10 players right now. Um, so would it be I fair love to every say, kid on it, but. Would it be fair to say next year, buy tickets to support the team year two, you buy tickets so that you have tickets when they're good. Year three will maybe be a bit of fun. And then year four, you're looking for like, you're, you're this is actually set. fun. Yeah. I think that's a good, I think that's a good way to look at it. And I think like, again, you got to remember too, like everyone wants the, you know, the CCHA days. Like I have so many people that are, are great friends on Twitter and people that I know that know that I'm the hockey guy or whatever. Right. And so they tell me like, Oh, when I was a student, it was standing room only, or, Hey, I remember Mun was the hardest ticket to get in town. And I say like, well, are you going now? Yeah. Cause here's the thing. I know from multiple kids that came as 15, 16 year olds to campus this year, and there was 3,000 people, which is still good. You got to remember, most college barns are not even 3,000. So that's a, it's a good sized crowd. But when it's a 7,000 seat arena and it's yeah. dead, and the student section is not nearly as intense as the Izone or the Woodshed. You know, or the deep end, whatever we're calling it now. Whatever um, it is, whatever time yeah, it is. Yeah. So when it's not that, like, it doesn't matter that it's only 3,000 seats at, you know, Union. It's jam packed. It's the biggest camp sport on campus. Mm-hmm. You actually matter to both the administration and your fellow students and the fans. Like, so even though we're struggling, like, it, it has to at some point stop always being the coach's fault. You know, yep. like we're just endlessly go through coaches if it just we're never gonna change anything on how we support them, but we're just gonna just assume the next coach can make chicken Some salad out of chicken shit, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. like if we're gonna keep doing that, like we're just gonna be the bottom of the big ten until you add like some teams and they're brand new and then we can be better than them for a couple of years, right? Like that until that happens, um, we're just gonna be here every five to six. So you gotta find a coach who excites people but also you need to have people like go even though they might not be excited right away and you, you might lose because that's how you get a 15 or 16 year old to remember that visit and want to be a part of like where you're going to be not where they are right now mm-hmm. um i think that's just been the hardest part like 
who do you blame for the bad recruiting? Like there's about a hundred things I could tell you MSU does awful on visit <laughs> and it's not all the coach, um, you know? Yeah. So youths who listen to the podcast, go get drunk at Mun yeah. next year. <laughs> are a podcast, not the 15, 16 year olds, but the, no, no, uh, no. The youths of Michigan State. You go the, get drunk. The, the student youths. The student youths. Uh, <laughs> and I know, I know we've got the ear of the band, you know. Yeah. Bring it. Come Listen, on. We've all Martini been to the Mark, Bring your buds out. It is not hard to seek, sneak your flask in there. They don't have the metal detectors. It's, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. You can bring in the, whatever you this want. This is, Jerry, you should have led with this information. This is <laughs> the information. Really buried the lead on this. Yeah. Come on, man. It's, it's hockey. No one cares. You can bring a little booze. Uh, Jer, this was long overdue. Super thank you for filling us in. Uh, honestly, it would have been worse to bring you in earlier in the year when the team was okay. And then know, be like, I, I took back everything I said. Uh, <laughs> so, maintaining credibility owned, this way. I already had to own like mid-February. I just changed my avatar from Dan Cole. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was clear. I had to own that I was that guy for for a while and i think you said earlier like he's a great guy like i, I wrote in my newsletter um you know i hope he comes back to mon that's the thing that sucks about hiring alums is, yes you know like i don't know when the uh the, the period is going to be that he feels he can come back to mon but like you can't take away the guy's playing career he wants the only cup he won a national team like he's an awesome spartan it didn't work out coaching um some fault of his own, some fault of like, you know, it is what it is. We just keep trying to run our head into the wall over and over. Um, but, you know, so yeah, it's kind of kind of sad to see him go. But I think for me as an outlook to next year, God, it's so much more exciting. I was dreading just like, I got to do a full year of every loss and Dan Cole getting fired. <laughs> like, when are you getting rid of this? And now I can at least say like, it's year one. You can be excited. This kid from Chicago is in town. Be happy. <laughs> so. All right, Jared. Uh, thank you so much. That is a we all coaches at MSU from now on start on year zero. A la Coach Tucker, so mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. start on year zero. Um, but thank you. We will not wait this long again. And indeed, maybe maybe there's some summer action in front of us for some Twitter questions. So we'll have uh, to have you back when there's a hire. Which uh, I know we're we're winding down. Your guess, if you just read tea leaves, how long till a hire? Do you think? Does it I matter? Think that's interesting. It, so no, I don't think it matters much. Um, the longer you see this go out, if it's in past this week, I think points to Adam Nightingale more reason being he is in Germany right now. Um, he is coaching the USA U18 teams at the U18 world championships, wow. which I think play starts tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, I've been telling people if you want to on the 23rd USA versus Canada is going to be on NHL network. You might want to check it out if you want to see maybe like a style or see the future coach on the bench. Um, but honestly, if it goes past this week, for me, that probably just affirms that it might be Nightingale because maybe they're waiting for him to come home from Germany to do an actual announcement. Um, he would probably prefer that so he doesn't have to deal with those those demands plus his demands being in Germany. Um, you know, so if we get past this week, I, I don't think it matters, I think. The roster is pretty well set. They they have eight defensemen, sixteen forwards, three goalies. Like there's nothing to get out of the portal. Um, I think the only thing you could be concerned about is losing a kid to the portal. But at this point, 
do you want to be the number 220 name in that list um, coming from the bottom of the team in the Big Ten? Probably not. Um, so I think uh, at this point, it doesn't matter, but I'd probably play it a couple weeks, uh, especially if it's Nightingale, just because of the, the Germany little asterisk there. So. Okay. All right. Jer, we'll talk to you again soon, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you again to JD underscore Jerbear on Twitter, Jeremy Dewar, and of course, author of Mun Musings on Substack. Uh, gentlemen, you know what? That was a lot of info. That was a lot of great info. And I'm feeling a little bit down because hockey's not going to be good anytime soon. So I need a pick me up. Ah, oh, I, I need a pick did. me up. Wow. And that means I need Clatta Coffee Roasters in my life. Owned and operated by two MSU graduates, both of whom are Irish. They're not appropriating that name. Uh, Clatta Coffee Roasters in Lansing produces small batch specialty coffees from around the world, uh, offering 10 gourmet options like a bold African blend or a complex Central American blend. And for the non-coffee drinkers, we highly recommend Clatta Coffee Roasters uh, Brewing Cocoa, which we're told tastes like brownie in a mug, but without the caffeine of coffee. So visit Drink Clatta Coffee, that's C-L-A-D-D-A-G-H, and enter promo code CRCW10 for 10% off your purchase. Try Clatta Coffee the way coffee was meant to be. Base- basketball. Let's check. Basketball. So is there basketball. anything other than Tom Izzo talking to certain, hopefully now former uh, mid-Michigan sports personalities? <laughs> Uh, I think you went on another show and I've not listened to it, but, uh, this seemed to be the most breaking news was that it sounds like, so there's three things. Hauser trending back towards coming to MSU. We, this is a sort of secondary source, if you will, in that we heard as much kind of from Hauser. You, you suspect the longer this goes on, probably the more likely it is that Hauser's coming back. I think he's back working out on campus as well. That probably helps get things along. Uh, uh, well, Plum, do you want to take uh, a Mr. Neurotic Pants 30 Seconds of Hate moment right now? <laughs> I'm going to pass on this because I'm trying to be open-minded. I'm trying to be channeling good vibes. I want only good things for him. I want him to do what's best for him in the program. I think he knows what that is, I don't think he knows what that is. Plum, <laughs> what was the sermon about today at uh, at He Is Risen Day? At He Is Risen. It was not uh, any, n- nothing about Joey Hauser being risen from the dead is possible, it turns out. <laughs> it's possible. I thought... <laughs> I, I, like Lazarus. You, you're, you're sharpening a pencil like a shiv over there. <laughs> to stab myself in the eye several times when the, when the final announcement actually comes in. Uh, I thought maybe it was, you know, openness, opening of the, the stone, you know, you're trying to open in your heart. I don't, let's don't you know, push this one too far. It's <laughs> deeply, uncom- deeply uncomfortable. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Uh, all right. Also, uh, Izzo says he's looking at Malik Hall at the three. I think this is maybe the most interesting thing that he said. Especially um, because of the roster makeup for next year. In that, who... I wouldn't have expected Malik to be to trend further hmm. outside. I would have expected Malik to trend further inside. If anything, this is More probably time. Joey Hauser coming back. 
Uh, it gets Malik and Joey on the floor at the same time. You still need a center, which we don't have. But I didn't think they could play on the court at the same time. I thought there was some internal rule, like Al- like Alan Haller had said to Tom, don't play them at the same time. These two. Yeah. <laughs> this no. does not work. Doesn't work. Uh, I think it did work once, but I don't know that you want Joey Hauser playing the five all that often. So um, either way, I mean, Malik Hall, you know, if you got if you got him driving to the bucket in the way that we wish Gabe Brown had and less camping out in the corner the way Gabe Brown did, maybe Malik Hall at the three is fun. Who knows? I'm just saying. Kid's got a nasty shot when he wants to. So, yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, uh, a little ways away, a little time away from basketball gets him recharged. And and that that could be a really dynamic spot for him, potentially. Uh, but um, other note. Uh, couch Graham couch subtly mentions that he thinks it's now less than 50% chance that Christie is back. So I talked to somebody that doesn't have, I don't know if they had any real insider knowledge on this, but they agreed with me when I said that Graham couch is an idiot and all of his speculation should be ignored. And this person that I'm speaking of does work with MSU athletics. Uh, his take was 90% that, uh, that, uh, he's back. Christie would be back. That Christie's back. The, I mean, I will say the suggestion says, is that couch is just idiotically sourced. I mean, I think it says a lot though, that he is physically not on campus right now at a time that school is in session. Yeah. Yes. Well, if he's all, I mean, aren't all classes online right now? I mean, you could theoretically have an all online schedule. So what's the difference? I, I would not be shocked. Classes if- are in person actually. They don't have online class offerings. I mean, I, they definitely do uh, in the name of the like the the usual course catalog. Yeah, and maybe there's a requirement now, and I could check up on this, or we could have asked Jer um, that all classes are also virtual, and you can choose to do virtual. But the, in terms of core business, as usual at Michigan State University, courses are in session, so and in person. So the fact that he appear he's definitely not on campus, but it sounds like he's working out even out of state is to me an indicator that my, they're going to take a long look at the feedback that he's going to get from the combine. My, yeah. Um, person I was talking to was mentioning how much his parents were obsessed with Michigan state and how much they'd done with the university and the relationships they had with the coaching staff. So, Oh, I mean, it's his decision probably ultimately, but you have to assume that they play some role in it. I will say this, though, at the, in the final analysis, if he's going to be a little bitch, get him the fuck out of here. No one has any time for attitude. No one has, and we'll get to Imani Bates, but that kind of shit is dead. And I didn't think that was the case with him. Um, no, but no, but no. I'll say this. If you play like Kenneth Walker, you can act any way you want. What's telling is <laughs> Kenneth, when, if, when Kenneth Walker plays like Kenneth Walker, he acts like an absolute mensch. A dude, a guy. Max Christie gave us balls and now wants to be a prima donna. Kid better learn to fuck off. This is odd. I'm very surprised by the entire course of all of this. Yeah. I was not expecting this story to go this a way. A month ago. A month yeah. ago. Correct. Or two months ago. Correct. Yeah. Even the announcement, you've seen announcements where it's like, I'm going to get feedback. Right. Right. You've you've seen like it, you know, it, where it's more like I don't think this is going to be a thing. I'm going to see if it's a thing, but I don't think this is going to be a thing. And I, you know, th- this is still my aspiration. So I'm going to go do the NBA draft thing for a little bit. 
that was not his announcement. Uh, and so, you know, what, whatever. It, it, I, I want Max Christie to do what Max Christie wants to do. Speaking of going pro, though, yeah. we can talk about someone with some success. And yes, Nia Cloudon drafted in the first round, 12th overall, going to the Connecticut Sun. Good this for is her. Big, this is big from MSU. This yes. is great. Yep. And yes, and good for her. Uh, yep. But, you know, this is. I think this is a nice little exclamation point for uh, for Susie's program that uh, hopefully, you know, can continue to build on success because I know there's there's some young talent on her team right now. Mm-hmm. So. Get and training. other success uh, in other programs as well. Gymnastics. We talked a couple weeks ago about uh, Skyla going to uh, individual gymnastics nationals. Um, and that went well, right? It did, uh, or is going to. But either way, that's not the news note. The news note is that she uh, becomes the first Spartan to earn All-American honors for the balance beam. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know if nationals happened. Should've it's not on the that. outline if it did. And honestly, it's the very team important. didn't go. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's head off Grand River where I'm just going to, Greg, you wind Plum up like a, a toy and let him go. <laughs> uh, so, Alex, tell us just in, in a couple of sentences what you think about commitment. How important is commitment? I think this is the greatest thing to happen to college basketball since <laughs> basketballs. <laughs> tell us tell this us some... this young man <laughs> this young man can i just say the detroit news tony paul has this they say imani bates once can't miss nba prospect that <laughs> that was all i needed that really took the wind out of my sails because I need more headlines like that. I need more acknowledgement that his star has imploded. Supernova, be damned, black hole, enter stage left. You are absolutely sucking the life out of any team you go to. You have been given this uh, one in a million, one in a billion opportunity. You are inordinately talented. You have had... Every door opened for you, and you are so full of self-righteousness and unearned uh, entitlement Entitlement that that I am so happy to see that implode. Beautiful. Bravo. Bravo, Imani Bates. I continue to be very glad with the podcast that we had immediately after Brendan Quinn yep. uh, published that whole article that he had in the athletic about the Bates camp and everything that was involved with that. And our podcast immediately following that, I think if you want to go back and listen to it, dear listener, it's mentioned in the title. Go um, back. Everything that we said in that podcast has proven itself to be true at a time where other like real media members, not yes, you know, not to diminish our contributions to the to the pantheon of <laughs> to the genre, uh, yeah, but other media members who are credentialed to get paid for their opinions <laughs> thought 
I mean, this is just uh, this is a family trying to get get their guy to the NBA. Taking Doing what's for best granted, for their son. Taking entirely for granted that it will happen one day. When this is a this is a guy at the end of the day that needs to get there first. And this, it's, he's it's, not trending that way right now. He's well, how could he be? I mean, yeah. his year at Memphis was I mean, you and I listen, and I have said some hurtful and horrible things probably about this person and in ways that are no, both justified no. and probably unbecoming. But That's I will good. say that I could not have I couldn't have predicted how happy I would be now in retrospect, looking back at how bad his season was at Memphis. My God. Yeah, I mean, my God, the whole program imploded. And Penny Hardaway's inability as a coach, his inability to uh, follow any rules, to set a standard or a culture of excellence, of honesty, of teamwork, of camaraderie, of accountability, of respectability, I mean, anything completely off the grid. And to watch Imani just float and fizzle and and was not a contributor. You know, even when Memphis would get hot, he, it was he not had, Imani's back. He had a he had a back. Oh, not on Imani's back. Oh, I see what you. I I shouldn't have stopped you. That's my bad. I was trying to make a back reference, but your back reference listen, is way better than my back reference. Listen, keep up. Yeah. I I will do my best to keep up. That whole program is kind of falling apart right now. It seemed like they pulled it together at the end of the year, it, you know, and then of yeah. course they had some uh, they had some success, some light success in the tournament, but things are imploding over there. My question for you is Amani's on the transfer portal. If you're the Bates camp and we do know that the Bates camp is running this thing, what what is the profile of a team that you are looking at? And then also, what is the profile of a team that they should actually be looking at if they want to actually get a money base to the because I think that those are two separate things. I mean, I would I would say to you. Yeah, no, it's absolutely two separate things. And I just want to make this plug again. Dear listener, go back. Go back a year. Go back nine months and and listen to how triggered I would get anytime someone said the word camp. Okay, so just know. <laughs> Just know how deeply I feel about how horrible this whole thing is. They're going to go for another program like Memphis where it's sort of like wild card situation. There's no one in charge of the house because daddy Bates, what's his name? LJ or something. Elgin. Elgin. Elron. Like where, where he thinks he can pilot the plane. You know, it's, so it's going to be something like ill-controlled, trying to create a platform for his son to shine. And and what has become clear is what his son needs is an ass whooping. He needs to get a good kick in the dick. He needs someone to tell him that his shit smells bad, that last season was beyond bad for him, for his stock, for his image, for his camp, and that there is no future in the league unless he has a serious and radical Attitude adjustment that 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 calls for old time discipline. I don't know who does that. I would tell you it seems to me it'd be like a Tom Izzo, but that bridge has burned. That ship has sailed, and God help us if he comes to Michigan State. Well, it's not happening. It's zero percent chance. Davison might be a really good spot for him. Uh, they run beautiful offense. Their coach is old as hell. Uh, so, you know, there's but you'd have to be willing to play inside of a system there, and I don't think That's he's not. Gonna, 
They're, but yeah, that's no, your no. point. But that was Greg's point. Like what they're gonna go for, what they're actually gonna go for, what they versus yeah. what the kid needs. Yeah, he won't go right. for it. No, but that like he'd be at the A ten. So if he is theoretically good, he'd be yeah. playing at a lower level of competition. I mean, it, it's still a the probably your top mid major league, but like uh, that would be my pick for him. I Otherwise, can see good. LSU maybe uh, yeah, the pickup from the guy from Murray State might be a good fit. I was thinking. I, mean, that. I was even thinking Kentucky. I mean, you could see something like Calipari taking this not, kind of. They're not going to go to Kentucky where there's too many other dudes that have just as much. But heat they chose. More they now. chose that at at Memphis. But they chose it under those circumstances. Now they're desperate. Yeah, now, you could be. Yeah, you could be right. He needs to go to a program where he's the dude. They're trying to find exactly the spot where it's high enough profile and he can be the dude and do whatever his camp thinks that they need to do. I, but I this think, is a desperation move, right? Well, now. and I think that's probably what they think. And I think that, but the, to the point here, though, is that the kid, they, he can't bootstrap him out of this one. There's nothing, he, he can't stand out alone any longer because yeah. everyone knows what the narrative is. So if, if he's getting advice from anybody good, it would be you have to go, you're going to have to have someone's coattails. Someone like Calipari or someone's going to have to drag your ass to the league on the backs of, again, a team that can get you there. That's... That's a challenge for him. I, it's not happening. And you know what? Good riddance. Good riddance. Butler. Butler. Go to Butler. Thad Mata. I feel bad. Yuck. This is this is a kid who truly had opportunities and his parents ruined them for him. I also think That's they right. robbed him of a childhood. And that that also well, happened in the meantime. Well, yeah, I like I I and maybe that's where a lot of this stems from. Frankly, he is not developed. Yes, that's I feel, exactly I, where this. Yeah, I feel from. a little yeah. bad for Amani, and and I, you know, it maybe also, honestly, maybe the G League is the right move for Amani. Where I think I think Europe is the only move for Amani. Honestly, you well, I just figured really, he'd get coaching, he'd get development, he'd be out of the limelight for a while, he'd have to travel around, not be with his folks as much. Like I, you know, all would be good things. Yeah, pick his ass to Estonia. I want to see him in Estonia getting his ass beat to death by some bigger Eastern European guys. Love it. Uh, I just, one of the things that I have to sort of grapple with a little bit personally in my opinions is I always thought these degree factories that are just basketball high schools were gross, but now I'm starting to understand like maybe they do play a role in this whole thing. Like I understand why he couldn't have been at Lincoln high school any longer. I get that. but to take him and then just put him in isolation for yeah. two yeah. years. To go to Christian was, sunrise might've been better for him to go to IMG might've been better for yeah. him. Like, yeah. Yes. And yep. those are places that I've been critical of in the past. And now I have to sort of reevaluate that. And so there's, so there's something here and I, we know we're not going to spend time and we don't need to get philosophical on it, but I think that there's something around when you have the ability to really control your own future. There's actually a downside to that. You know, there's something about when life gives you lemons, you build resilience. You have to yeah. figure out how to survive in circumstances. And I'm not looking at him and saying he hasn't had a tough upbringing or he hasn't had to survive or he isn't resilient. I don't know the whole thing. But I know from my own experience, when 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 you are working so hard to control every single outcome, to control every controllable and every single facet, you lose the ability to get perspective and you lose the ability to have to to gain some amount of 
of that resilience factor that comes with this. And I wonder how the transfer portal as just one example of this. I mean, we were joking about whatever guy it was, I think last week, who's jumped around like three times now through the damn thing. Yeah. I don't know if it was basketball or football, but you know, my, yeah. And it's like, what in the fuck? Like, this isn't good for you. Like you're, you're hurting yourself because you're not. You're starting to sound like Tom Izzo now. Well, and, but there's, but there's something there. Like you, it's yeah. not just that easy. And that's what I think about Max. That's why I'm so pissed for that is, but Imani too. And, and, and his dad's, it, this is really for his dad in his camp, creating a fucking school for your kid. Like, come on, let him live because it's not helping him. And look at now, look at now. So, or, you know, a good example is like a Hunter Horizon who's now mm. in Grand Valley. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Should, should have stayed at Michigan State. Yep. Uh, oh, by the by, uh, Greg, you had asked earlier if there was any other headlines. Uh, and it, it was actually Tom Izzo did say some things about the transfer portal that that people were a little worried were would scare transfers away. It's not good for this board. It's scary. It got picked up by aggregators. It's not anything new that Tom Izzo has ever yeah. like we have all heard him say that a million times. Sure. Um, and like, I think Tom Izzo can walk and chew gum and say that he thinks the transfer portal is bad, but like he's picked up transfers historically. But here's this 28 year old assistant coach I have who's learned how to master the transfer portal. So please Joe is a transfer. Uh, uh, Tyson, uh, Tyson, Tyson was a transfer, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Harris transfer. Like we've had transfers. Here's my point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we, oh, yeah. I was shaking my head at it because none of these have been good. <laughs> Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes. Brent. Brent Forbes. Yeah. <gasps> okay, I'll give you Brent. Brent. All right. All right. Uh, last thing off Grand River. Uh, I just wanted to shout this out because I thought it was uh, Cassius Winston announced that he was having an event, a digital one, uh, that you, if you want to find out more, go to his Twitter page. It's on April 19th at 7 p.m. Or seven, yeah, at 7 p.m. Uh, but I love the tweet. Uh, he said, Dear Spartan family, I miss you. Let's get together and reconnect, reconnect as I never really got a chance to say goodbye when our season ended abruptly in 2020. Uh, Brennan Quinn followed it up with a, a note about like how everyone, a lot of teams will try and claim that they would have won, you know, the national championship in 2020. Uh, we are no exception to that, but that there are a few people, uh, you know, outside of Cassius who, who have as much of a, what could have been moment, particularly after sometimes we forget all that he went through that year with losing yeah. his brother, brother. Um, one of the things that I think really as much hate and derision was targeted at foster lawyer. Foster was the dude who got Cassius through a lot of that, yep. that time, yep. uh, notably a captain and then like became a captain. Anyway, you know, I got some real feelings on how he ran Foster out of town and I don't think we were always kind on, on this podcast, but anyway, uh, for those who want to check it out, I, I don't know if it's free. I doubt it is, but like, you know, if you want to support Cassius, um, and want to get a chance to check back in with him, that's an event that's happening. So, uh, that wraps up off grand river and that means it is twitter question time and this podcast is long which means this is where it gets fun uh so let's start off with john elderberry oh uh, who's got a question for our special teams previewer yes <laughs> who asks who wins the starting place kicker spot stone rusnak or plum plum <laughs> plum uh, i got four years of eligibility plum, i'm doing I, it I'm curious, can you tell me who Stone is? No, I can't tell you who Stone is. It's Steven Rusnak. It's got to be Steven Rusnak. It's only ever going to be Steven Rusnak. Stone is the 2022 kicker. Who could be. Uh, we, you, you didn't even remember the conversation from last week. Next up, Scott Nolan. 
Where is Crouch? Why is Ben Van Sumeren looking so good and still in the transfer portal? So Ben Van Sumeren, I don't know if you noticed him, Greg, at the thing, but he also got shout outs in the, uh, it, like by Scotty Hazleton in the press conference going into the spring game. Well, he's the only dude that's simultaneously on the field and in the portal, right? So maybe this is an end up sticking around situation. I don't think the staff would have a big problem with that, right? I mean, he, uh, I mean, he was on, the, he's still on the the schedule. He's on the spring, the spring roster, right? Yeah, I so, assume because his brother's there, they're not going to run him out of town. Right. And But they may have had an honest conversation and said, like, nah, you, you probably are going to get some special teams run at best. But, like, and if you want to go play somewhere else, we'll, we'll help keep you in shape. We'll keep developing you, all that other good stuff. But, like, it's not going to be here. And, oh. and I think that's probably – this is probably just being um, – in the same way that sometimes you say this isn't working out, like, I'll help you find a new job – uh, this is probably something similar, except I, I guess, yeah, I would assume he has an open invitation. And we continue to be told that Crouch, this is health related, right? Yes. I wasn't looking for him on the sideline. I don't know if anyone saw him, called him out, but wasn't there. Uh, did uh, Natate get any, get any love in the, the spring game, by the way? I mean, I don't, yeah. it was, it Chaos. was not conducive to, the unless experience. you had unless you had tape that you could go back and watch later, it was like, what Kevin, am I looking at? Any given we time? had the practice schedule in front of us. It was you... cold, Michael. It was OK. Cold. I wasn't looking at my phone. <laughs> Next up, Colin Jankowski asks, which player or players are you most excited to watch for next season? Uh, there's a follow up question, so I'll just conclude it. Who should be on the breakout watch for next season? Steven Rusnak. Stephen <laughs> Rusnak. Is that your answer for both questions? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, no, I'll say mine is Kaden Hauser. I know he's probably not going to play very much at all, but I want him to get like a touchdown, a pass on his first play if he ever well, comes in. It sounds like maybe Jeremy Bernard might be on breakout watch. Yeah, got some, got some run. Uh, Jeremy. Also, certain transfer running backs. Uh, yeah. Also. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, most excited to watch Jacoby Winman. Uh, I think we've got ourselves a linebacker whose name is going to get called a lot during the season. We'll take it. So, uh, next up, wide receiver to combo guard asks, uh, spring is all about rebirth and starting over. With that said, should they bring back Thunderstruck? Thunderstruck! Did it become the 80s yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. Did it become a little league baseball game? Like, I think I think, I think they, they get, should. I think they get two more years of swag surfing, and if it doesn't become a thing, they need to find a new thing. They got to bring back Thunderstruck. Such good memories of Thunderstruck. Loud, yeah. out of place, anachronistic Thunderstruck. When I called you acid washed at the beginning, I there it is. There it is. Wow, full circle. Uh, all right. Next up, Spartan eighteen seven seven zero asks, "How fast will Twitter implode when Tucker makes it three state and three straight next year against U of M?" Never, never underestimate Michigan Twitter's ability to be completely divorced from reality or any self respect. The number of accounts that will be quote unquote deleted will be truly tasteful. <laughs> uh, next from Spartan eighteen seven seven zero Plum. 
Would there be anything left of Detroit, including your home? No. If the Lions won a <laughs> no, Super Bowl, but I'd burn it down myself. I mean, let us be <laughs> right there. With the let match. us be explicit <laughs> about it. Let us be explicit. Uh, I, no, yeah, I don't know. I mean, downtown would not be good, and I would feel bad about that because downtown is finally nice. So that would, but it would sad. burn. Yeah, it'd be bad. Uh, I would say I don't care about the NFL pretty much at all. And I will become a fan of whomever Kenneth Walker goes to. Like, I I actually think I will watch that team. Mm -hmm. But if the Lions were ever in a Super Bowl, I think that might be the most I would ever care about the NFL. Right. So they're so sad and pathetic. That year that it looks like they were going to get a playoff, uh, they were going to get a bye. I started watching those games and then they didn't get the playoff by because sure. they started tanking. And I was like, fell apart. Here it is all over again. This is why I don't watch this team. Why am I caring? Why am I doing this to myself? I don't have to do this to myself. Yep. Uh, next up from Spartan 18770 asks, what's the statute of limitations? No, no, I'll read this one. If you're going to say it wrong and this is for you anyway, what's the statue of limitations for receiving <laughs> stolen property over $25,000 asking for a quote friend? I read it correctly. Is this a reference to something I don't know? I don't know what this is. I was hoping someone would explain the Twitter reference to me. Because it's supposed to be statute. But it doesn't matter what it's supposed to be. We are a can't read, can't write podcast. Is this in reference to a certain statue that was stolen? I have, no, yeah, well, I was, I was wondering uh, how much did um, uh, the special guest on campus steal? Oh, I this is a, a T. Grizzly thing? Is that what I don't is? know. Uh, yeah, so... Or maybe maybe Spartan 18770 just came into some money and... Is... Well, he's got a real question here. If you need legal counsel, do not contact Michael Blake Pipkin Jones. Thank you. So Mr. Mr. Grizzy stole stuff from Hubbard Hall, if I from different dorms in Hubbard Hall, if I remember correctly. And he did try to make good for that on Twitter, but apparently <laughs> is still banished from campus. But not. But was he there? On Who Saturday? is this? Yeah. Oh, he was okay. there. Good for him. This is a former player. No he's a rapper. He's a rapper. rapper. Former student. Now former rapper. student. Now rapper and criminal. Cool. 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 Dismissed cool, cool. from the university for stealing a bunch of stuff from Hubbard. Ah, uh, little known fact: can't be dismissed. Can be suspended for a very long time, but cannot be expelled from the Michigan State University, a land grant school. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, Next up, Joe Ashworth asks, ham for Easter, yay or nay? Now, I know, Plum, you had ham. I had a ham sandwich while we were right right after we got done with JD underscore Jerbear. It was a great ham sandwich. Leftovers. Do you have an opinion on this? I know that rice cakes are your normal motive. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if I'm not making it, it's a yay situation for me. But if not, goop from the Matrix for me all days. (laughs) I, am <laughs> I ate him. Nay on the ham. But honestly, a ham sandwich, though, a ham sandwich, that's a different story. But that's but why you do it. No, but why would you go? Why would you force yourself to eat that for a dinner just to have the sandwich? I love ham. Great, great. Because you only get it a couple times a year. You get it at Easter. And if you're lucky, Christmas. That's it. You're, if you're lucky? Yeah. You guys are sad. Sad fellas. I got to say. Why am I podcasting with you people? (laughs) Next up from Joe Ashworth. If Izzo stays five more years, would you want to see Tom, Tom Tom Naren, that is, in the mix to replace Izzo, assuming he continues his 
current coaching trajectory. Is that that's Lou Rawls, Tum Tum Nairn Jr.? The same. The same. Currently the coach at Sunrise Christian, right? The, yes. That we mentioned earlier. Uh, sure. He gets a college gig if things work out. I mean, everybody loves Tum. Yes. You love him when he's on your team. He, yeah. Izzo yeah. created a position for him just to have him around the program more. People in the community that have interacted with him, everyone loves Tom. Do you think so, he knows anything about the uh, portal? You think he's the hire? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm okay if it's not Tom. Okay. Wow. 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 I'm okay with that answer. Let's turn to a better Mike Jones. Uh, the real Mike Jones, uh, guys, what's the ceiling for this recruiting class? Top 20, top 10, top five. Well, we've ceiling. already done top 20. Yeah. The ceiling is the question. We're already the over top the 20. Question. So, uh, I'm going to break say, top 10. I'm going to say breaking top 10, but not top five. Wow. I would say top 10 is the ceiling. All right. I'm top 10. There you oh, go. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, so you're saying like 20 through 10 is your, yes, your ceiling. That's my guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I lean more towards that. But if if it's uh, less than twenty, then then my answer is I'm going to pick the other one. I'm going to pick over ten. Okay. If you were a four star recruit, Greg, what would it take for you to commit to Tuck? Uh, I would need from Tuck. I would need a pair of his personal J's. Uh, just take one off the wall there. And uh, I would, we, I would want to sit down and have a stogie, and that I'd be it. I would, I would commit after that. Would Would you like do, when you say Jays? Do you, uh, you mean Jordans, not his PJs? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? Take them both. I'll take them both. Plum, I, what Mel about Tucker you? Sleeps what would it fast. Uh, it would be dinner. It would be dinner with him and uh, Tom Izzo. That's it. Just to sit down at the black cat. Sit bistro. down. No, at their well, maybe at the barrel. Then we go back to Tucker's house. We have some stogies on the veranda. On the and I regale them with stories of the Peace Corps, and they fall asleep. <laughs> they would be like, "Why are we record, recruiting this idiot? This is a four star place kicker, <laughs> five star kicker." <laughs> Tom's like, "Isn't everyone a five star?" And Tuck's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then <laughs> puff, puff, puff. Cool. And finally, from the real Mike Jones, the better Mike Jones, Plum is working the phone lines trying to get Imani to come to East Lansing. <laughs> Alex, what kind of name, image, and likeness deal are you going to offer him? Cyanide pills. Just a <laughs> lifetime <laughs> supply of cyanide pills. I like how the lifetime supply is as many as one as cyanide <laughs> pill. <laughs> <laughs> as many as he needs. <laughs> That's that, one cyanide that... pill. It's a lifetime supply. <laughs> That are free trips down to Indiana to ride in the scissor lift. Free scissor lift rides in windy Indiana. Uh, well, those are now down in Louisiana. Where Hurricane Oh, that's true. They are now. Are. Yeah, well, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, uh, next up. Kelly, multiple homicide. <laughs> multiple homicide. Yeah, I like how a man, we've never even touched on this. A man who managed to kill someone in Indiana wins went to mm -hmm. Louisiana. Yeah. The whole state should be on notice. They should be. Uh, Why isn't there an over-under? Where's Garvard? Why isn't there an over-under on how many months it is before he kills somebody in Louisiana? Uh, we, we are looking for Garvard always. We, we, every time we put out the, uh, the Twitter questions, we look up 
Well, for the North Star from Garb. You you know what today is. The end of Lent. He's back. He has been resurrected. (laughs) He is risen. He is risen. Sharpert is is risen. All right. Next up, the Gluten Weasel. How much is the USFL really saving by playing all these games in one city? And did anyone else know this league was starting? Not until it started. I don't know what this. I still don't know what it is. And I don't care. I don't want anyone to explain it to me. And if you don't on the pod don't know either, you shouldn't. It's eight But, but can we talk about Shea Patterson? Uh, eight teams, including one with Shea Patterson as their quarterback, all uh, playing in Birmingham, Alabama. Their whole Shea season. Patterson did very the whole Shea league today. The whole league. They're all just playing in Birmingham, Alabama at one stadium. But they there's the Michigan Panthers, there's the New Jersey Generals, there's like all the teams, but and they're including an Alabama team who's technically the home team, but they're all just playing their it's bizarre. But no. these games are on network television. No. Next, Greg. This I assume you're the only person who can answer this. From Grandma Kunj asks, favorite Elden Ring boss and area? I'm not good enough. I've never got good. So uh, I know not to play the Souls games. I would just get so frustrated. I'll uh, I'll take a shot at this answer. Favorite Elden Ring boss is the notorious Glormf. And my Glormf. favorite my favorite area is the Reginald Square. <laughs> I appreciate Grandma Coonge coming out here asking me about the Reginald Square, but uh I'm too normie for this. Next up, Zando Calrissian asks, "Who do you play in Mario Kart? And do you prefer carts, bikes, or eight? What? I haven't played since '64. What? What Don't is? Don't you this? come for my friend Matt? Listen, this is not fair. And I always play as Princess Peach. Also, do you want to race wow. me? I'll race you anytime. Wow. I'll yeah. race you anytime. And it's carts. I'm a uh, King Boo guy. I don't know oh, why. King, I just am." I what game is this? I don't know it. Mario Kart. Kart. Yeah, but For what, the like, Switch, what, idiot. Oh, do I need to get a Switch? Yes, you need to get a Switch. Oh. Dolt. I don't play it on the... Dolt is so good. Duttered. Duttered is good. Duttered is a good comedy. All right. And next it fits up. Mike Jones so well. What a <laughs> duttered. Just look at his duttered face over there. <laughs> it's because I imagined it being Kim Jong-un saying that. That's what I like. What? Why? <laughs> because I a- no, because the, the Yonhap news agency from North Korea, I think of that's course. theirs, right? Referred to Trump as a duttered. And so like that, like I didn't know the word until like, duttered or they were duller. in love. Duller? No, 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 no. Duttered. Dotard is how it's spelled, but you can't pronounce it that way. So it's duttered. <laughs> I thought they were in love in the in the state. Well, they were no. I mean, they weren't. I mean, I remember Rocket Man came first. So Rocket Man and then Duttered. <laughs> was this great? And then there was this 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 resurrection of relationship. All right. Next up is John Chernetsky, who asks us something that I've deduced is a Y equals M X plus B, uh, <laughs> and I think it's so his age. B is three hundred sixty-five. So that's the slope. No, B is the y-intercept. B is the y-intercept. Yes. Uh, can't read, can't write, can't math, John. What are you doing? So, no, the 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 three sixty five is the x-intercept. The y-intercept is thirty five point four. False. Like no, B is the y-intercept. Don't. The slope is point zero nine seven. Anyway, it's fine. What are I we to it. derive from this? I don't know. I, I just assume that his age is 35 point something or other. That's what I'm assuming. 
Next up, John Hubbard. John Chernetsky, wrong pop. <laughs> Uh, John Hubbard asks, I loved the tweet calling out all fans to turn out. So what did the three of you think of what you saw at Spartan Stadium Saturday? John, we covered this. One of us made it. It's been covered. Uh, Next from John Hubbard, with the number one uh, running back recruit visiting campus over the weekend, at what point does Kenneth Walker's legacy shift from what he did on the field to elevating the status of the program and its visibility to the entire country? Will we one day credit him with resurrecting MSU football? Well, I appreciate this, John. I One of the things that I have a problem with, and it, the summer will be a perfect time for us to get into this, is it seems that we as a fan base are willing to just totally dispense of the... Correct. Uh, of the success that we of had Antonio in the Antonio yes, years correct. as a means to prop up Mel Tucker. Tucker. And I, I have difficulty with that. It's revisionism. I mean, yeah. This is a man that won multiple Big Ten championships, won a uh, Rose Bowl, went to the Cotton Bowl football playoffs. Yep. Like, I don't... I What do we mean by resurrect? I mean, I understand that there were a couple bad years there, but there were also... S- Several fantastic. Well, not just not just fantastic, but program defining. I mean, that he's the guy that resurrected it. You don't go from John L. Smith to that's the that's the comparison. Resurrection. Yeah, but so, but now you're now you're. I feel like at the same time though, you're sort of mincing words over one word. When maybe if he'd used the word elevate, you'd be happier. Sure. Because because at the same time, we got to 2015 and go to the college football playoff, and we got our our teeth kicked in sure, because our talent level wasn't at number one overall running back in a class level. Okay. And so, and so maybe it, John didn't want to use the word to elevate twice in the same question because he's a, a man of, of status. Many um, words. Mm-hmm. Uh, can read and can write. I heard literate. Mm. Um, this is John. We're about to embark into Twitter questions. You've hit a nerve. This is a great question. I encourage you to come back to this theme in a couple weeks with more synonyms, with more synonyms. Don't use resurrect on Easter, John, and and not expect some some deep theological questions here. 10 points for, for the pun, I guess. We're not giving out points. We don't word pun points. No. Next up from John Hubbard after the Taco Bell on Grand River closed RIP. Over the winter, what will be the next place or uh, of establishment from our time as undergrads to close? Giorgio's, Splash, or B-Dubs? What is Splash? Splash? I don't know what Splash is. I don't think that. How old is this guy? When you say our time? Yeah, Hubbard. You mean. Calm down. This is a, what I'm, is I feel I feel abused. Is this like a, is this like a cool like I'm slang saying, name for something? After f- Flats closed, I gave up. I was like, I'll never know. And it doesn't matter they, anymore. They closed my favorite coffee shop. Which one was that? So. Oh, Splash of Color. Is that the tattoo parlor? Is that what he's saying? Are you tatted up, John? Oh, so uh, is this an institution? Splash of Color? Honestly, and the B-dubs should go. I mean, it won't ever. I sincerely, uh, it is the only place since I moved back to East Lansing that I have not gone to. And I don't know. Why? Is it that's going to East Lansing? Next, time, to we, to- next time I'm in East Lansing, we're going, going to B-dubs. To B-dubs. <laughs> 
Well, we can't go. No, maybe we should go to Splash and get. I can't read. Can't write tattoo. Yeah, finally. We'll All get right, the old next Spartan up. that I drew. Sharpet, Sharpet. Anthony, Anthony oh, he Sharper is back. Is, That's what I mean. Uh, which was the reminder that uh, I that Lent was over because I gave up Shartvert for for Lent and then he's back now. Wow, what a murderer's row to end out wow. Twitter's questions. Wow, Shartvert, uh, Mama Leaf, Raymond, and Upper and Deck Jerk Guy. Jerk guy. Yes. All right, let's go. Shartvert. Let's for those this. who went to the went this year and have gone before, how is the energy at the spring game compared to previous years, Greg? Not the best of all time. Not the worst of all time. The worst okay. of all time. So very Dickensian. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I think we had talked about maybe last week about that this might be the new norm for Tucker. Uh, he kind of came out and said pretty much the opposite of that. I was super wrong. That what like that? in an ideal scenario, it would be a game. Yeah. Well, they he said, and he wants fans. I mean, he they talked to him in that news or the free press, one of the two, and he was saying, you know, oh yeah, with Georgia spring game, ninety thousand people. Like, holy crap. You know, yeah, I think well. Ohio, I think Ohio State had fifty some thousand. Yeah, and I, I imagine it wasn't nice there. Sure. Well, is it ever? <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, but those uh, people are not well. So <laughs> <laughs> next up from Sharpvert, uh, can you do one minute summary of everything significant that happened in the last forty days? I need to do some catching up. Uh, Max Christie was in our hearts and minds, and now he is in our toilets and underneath <laughs> the soles of our feet. I don't know. It's about as and simple we as it gets. are hoping good things for yeah, I, I don't know. Debates. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, up is down, down is up. Yeah, welcome. We missed you. Uh, yes. Uh, what is your Easter brunch slash dinner spread if you celebrate? Goop from the Matrix all over the place. Ham, baby, ham! <laughs> Sharpvert, I'm glad you were able to get in because uh, if you, things you missed in the last 40 days is that we are in Twitter question power ranking spring training. And thank God for you because this batch, up your game, buddy. Up your game. All right, next he's just up. Knocking the, he's knocking the rust off right now. That's yeah. True. I don't need him coming at me like Joe Joe Ashworth came at us last week. We're giving him a hard time about it. <laughs> so good. Who, you'll notice not here this week. By the wait, way, wait, no, wait, wait. Joe Ashworth, we yeah, we we did Joe Ashworth. Ham, Ham was his question. Ham, Ham, yeah. Ham. and he was right. I'm on board, Joe. Next Ham. up, yay, Mamapola Plopoli, ma, ma, Susan Plopoli. <laughs> Susan asks, uh, the spring game highlighted some practice drills. How would you assign your co-hosts in the offensive positions, corner, quarterback, running back, in order to outscore? Wait, say those again. Say those again, buddy. What? Say wait. Your co-hosts in the offensive positions. Say them again. Yep. Like get 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 get, go ahead. Center. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you'll be happy to know my first thought was catcher, and I was like, I know that's not right. I was thinking corner, like cornerback, but that's not on the offense. On the offense. offense. Well, anyway, this is what I get for trying to move us along. Uh, Quarterback, running back, in order to outscore two can't read, can't write Twitter questioners in defensive positions, defensive line, defensive back, yes, assign the defensive players to. This sounds like a lot of work. Uh, all right, here, I'll answer this. Mamopoli, if you're a running back that I stiff arm. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, sorry. We have to be, we have to be the offensive players. Yeah, I'll be running back and I'm giving you the stiff arm. Uh, this was too much thought. Um, this is a lot. 
Uh, I, I'll be the center. Yes, or the cornerback, whatever. Or the or the cornerback playing offense. Whatever it is. <laughs> All right. Next up, from my belief, uh, quite a few spring game posters <laughs> with various MSU player images depicted going around. Which five players would you put on your poster in order to possibly outscore your co-host? Oh my God! Player poster picks for most points scored this <laughs> autumn. Plum is it, I, wait. Wait, what if is Plum isn't there, then it's co-host spelled with an apostrophe. Um, I do love that she she was prepared for the reality that Plum may just not be there. <laughs> you know, give give her credit. She knew she that had the ap- it was distinct. placement, the appropriate placement of the possessive apostrophe would matter to me and only me though, Susan. So if I wasn't here, you wouldn't have gotten credit for it. Um, That's how it goes. I'm going to pass on this. This is too much, Susan. I don't it's know. It's a lot of mental math that we have to do here. Uh, just give me uh, Thorne, Jane Reed, Reed Jer- and, Jeremy Bernard, yeah. Peyton Thorne, and Kenneth Walker. Yeah, there we go. Kenneth right. Walker, bring him back. <laughs> He's apparently on campus right now just hanging out. Why wouldn't Good he be? Good for him. Uh, next up from a Maple Leaf. If I had all the names and numbers of the MSU football players memorized, would I be invited to guest host on the pod? Uh, with a follow-up, quick first correct answer gets a prize. Who wore number zero yesterday? That's two people. That's Chuck Brantley and Keon Coleman. Uh, though I don't know if Chuck was out there. But anyway. Okay, so there's the prize winner. The belief. <laughs> that was immediate. She's fucking... Uh, she's fucking... I was like, she, does she not think I know this? <clears throat> Well, Plum doesn't know what the C means, so. But does anyone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. No, the no the average person doesn't. No. No. We just they, the offensive line. We talk about it as a unit. No one picks apart <laughs> who the, each of the people are because, frankly, no one cares. Because you know why? They haven't been good enough for us to care. So maybe that'll change this mm, season. Maybe I'll yeah. give a fuck about who the center corner catcher is this are you listening coach cap you listening listening you listening i also i have a theory that maple leaf put it as a c because she didn't want to out herself with the sentry uh spelling uh next up from uh mr erotic pants where i'm changed by another name uh alex where can I get my fourth shot? The lady at the truck stop said she could do it, but I wasn't sure. She can. She can. The new CDC strategy is just anywhere, anytime, anyone. Democratize that shit. If you know something, something, if you're, if you're getting the pain of filling up your pump, you might as well get the pain of the shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just got to stick it with a shot like this. You just have to stick it in there. You just got to stick it in and you should take your pants down first. That was the other recommendation from... Rochelle Walensky. Yep. Uh, next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants, a hot take. One minute of hate with Alex Plum doesn't have to happen every show. But when something get, sets the dear one off, it's <laughs> very patronizing. That's how, uh, he that's should how jot down his in, invective <laughs> and then go on some Keith Olbermann-like fulmination and get unduly angry. Jonesy should announce the beginning and ending of the minute. I'm aware Plum goes off regularly, I would simply like an official name and demarcation of the segment. Love, Uncle Ray Ray. I think I didn't fair. even know this question was coming up, and I, I set think that's you up fair. First. You did set me up. Yeah. Where is Olbermann these days? By the way, who is he back at ESPN? No idea. Is he not Next on up? MSNBC anymore? No. Oh, so. he left. He got canceled a while ago. Yeah. Um, 
Which well-known writer could best craft a verse entitled The Woes of Danton Cole? I'm leaning toward Yates. 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 Bonus points if someone has a limerick in them. Oh, I used to do the limericks. Man, I need to get back into the limerick business. Those were fun. Yeah. You can do Hallmark cards after that. There once was a man named Cole who, it turns out, was a giant asshole. The players rebelled and... He was he himself. His felled. story's been told. Told. His legacy felled. How about his that? legacy felled, and now he is dancing on a pole. Huh. Very good. <laughs> we did it. That's a limerick. Next up, upper deck jerk guy. <laughs> Do you see any situation where Gabe gets a second round draft pick? Where is he in the draft boards? I would think somewhere in the second round, right? It's possible. Yeah. Uh, next up from the Epitaph Jerk Guy. Have you ever thought that you should have a show where it's only my questions, or are you idiots? Yes. <laughs> uh, this is big talk coming from a man that's never won the summer Twitter challenge. By wow, way. fighting words. Yeah, I'm why would saying. I want to? Why would I want to have a show entirely of like? At best, a silver medalist. Yeah, wow. I mean, we've had winners in this group. You know, wow. Harvard, John won it. Who else won it? I don't know. Next up from the Jerk Guy, can we make Thorne a September Heisman just to piss off the fa- fans down the road? I don't think they get it. Yeah. I think there's a lack of self-awareness yeah, here. Yeah, they would never occur to them. Wouldn't occur to them. It'd be very funny to us, but like that they don't get the dig would probably be mildly infuriating. More than mildly. Anyway, gentlemen, that is a wrap on uh, seasons. It is wow. it is time for the off season for us, and that means that power rankings is probably going to ramp up uh, May, 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 May. So next week is your last week to to get your tune up. I think. Uh, until then, gentlemen, go green go white go white you guys